0: and a lot of the opportunity came from my marketing research. I would use their ad slogans from years past and use that as a launching point for something new. For example, the words, go anywhere, do anything. I used that slogan in one of the videos saying, hey, this this is the Jeep brand, go anywhere, do anything. And so you know what? I, as a voice talent inspired by that, am going anywhere and doing anything, doing something that no voice talent has ever done. And then snail mail wise, I drew my inspiration from vintage ads from 40s, 50s, 60s to complement the messages in the video. And a funny, uh, what my mom calls a happy accident was that the day the first video hit their inboxes, my snail mail hit their snail mail inboxes. And within minutes, I had an email directly from one of the top executives at Jeep in their marketing. Saying, holy cow, who are you and how did you do this?
1: Grab a cup of coffee, a notepad, and a pen.
0: Coffee's for closers only.
1: It's time to talk marketing.
0: Stick around, pal. I still got a lot to teach you.
1: Each week, we bring you some of the best marketing conversations with entrepreneurs who are outthinking, outperforming and out earning their competition. The money! No frills, no fluff. And now your host, Jonathan Taylor. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode here. I'm Jonathan Taylor. And today we're talking marketing with Kelly Buttrick. And she is a fantastic, she's got a fantastic to, uh, story to share because we're talking this week about really separating yourself from your competition when it comes to marketing. There's so many people out there doing a lot of the same things when it comes to marketing. You know, there's competition in every industry. And what uh, what really intrigued me about uh, Kelly this week, I've been reading a book for the last couple of weeks uh, by uh, Stu Hynek, and it's a, a book called How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. And uh, in the book, he goes a lot over a lot of the traditional things like snail mail, getting in front of VIPs and CEOs and launching strategic, what he calls, contact marketing campaigns. And I love this because so few are doing it today, and it's very effective. I've used it for years in my business, and um, it's very effective because with everybody out there getting on board with the social media, and they're using email, and they're doing everything digital, but they forget that the one thing about snail mail is really you've got to get in front of the decision maker and you've got to get in front of the people that really are the ones that really want to hire you. And the way you do that is to separate yourself from what everyone else is doing. So I have my guest today. She she is Kelly Buttrick. She is a uh, voiceover talent and she's going to be sharing her story about marketing because I tell you in the industry that she's in, there's a lot of voiceover artists out there that are doing a lot of the same things. And I've mentioned this time and time again on in the past and we were actually talking about this before the uh, show today where you can find uh you can just get on fiverr and find so many voiceover artists and i really hate that because that's a terrible in in one sense that's a bad place for them to be because they're really diminishing their value when a, a quality voiceover artist is definitely worth what they're being paid but In order to do that as a voiceover person or as anyone that is in business for themselves, you got to know how to market, you got to know how to get in front of decision makers, and you've also got to learn how to build relationships. As we were talking, she and I were talking before the show. It's not about just building a personal brand, which is thrown around so much today. It's about building relationships. And she's going to be sharing some stories, some uh, some of the case studies she's had. And uh, you can find her over at kbvoiceovers.com. Kelly, thanks so much for coming on today. I'm very happy that you're joining me. I really enjoyed talking to you before the show. And uh, I think this is going to be a fantastic episode.
0: Oh, wait to set the bar high, Jonathan.
1: <laughs> so the only but place you can go is down. <laughs> just-
0: <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. And it was just, I enjoyed our conversation this morning. I, I may not be in marketing anymore, but... I sure love to talk about marketing.
1: Well, you know when it's always true. Marketers, uh, even if you've been in marketing in the past, they love talking shop. When it comes down to it, I mean, we love talking about what um, what you're doing to to grow your business. And it's one of those things. It's it's uh, fascinating. I could talk about this all day and and just learn. (laughs) And I hope that you know people that are out there listening to the show are going to gain. And I know they will. They're going to gain some ideas, but. Talk about yourself and your background before we begin, because you have a wonderful voice, by the way. And I mentioned that oh, um, you. you have thank a fantastic so voice. And um, Kelly has done. You can go to her again to her website at kbvoiceovers.com dot com. And you can see some of the work and some of the clients that she's worked with. But before we get started, Kelly, if you would maybe share a little bit about your background um, sure. as a voiceover artist. And prior to that, I know you've you uh, have a background in PR and marketing. So if you would uh, take us back and give us a little background on yourself.
0: Sure. Um, I wanted to, when I grew up, I wanted to be a famous actress. <laughs> Obviously, never uh, hit that goal, but uh, as I got older and more mature, obviously realized that there were other things in life that I could get as much joy from as that. So I have an acting background, but my degree is in public relations, and my husband was in the military, Mm -hmm. so I would have to reinvent that degree everywhere we went. And I worked a lot in radio stations who were not opposed to hiring military wives. And in got into promotions and marketing, and have obviously did some on air work. Uh, was actually doing voiceover on the side before I even knew that voiceover was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would bring me in and have me do commercials and such. Right. And then um, I have done resource development for charities, um, marketed a, an art educational program, a video-based <laughs> program. And mm-hmm. I've done a lot of things. I've also been a newspaper reporter. So I've been in voiceover full-time for five years. And I probably misspoke earlier when I was talking about the fact that I, I'm not a marketer anymore, because <laughs> any small business owner like myself, a uh, freelancer, we are marketers. We Bingo. have to be. That's that's a part of, of being a successful business owner is that we have to be marketers. And... Um, I've done, so I've been doing this full time and I've voiced for some pretty big brands, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. I did an entire campaign for Toys R Us a couple of years back. Pampers, I've got a, a spot that's running now for Pampers. Mm-hmm. I am the radio voice for Direct Eats. So any of the Direct Eats commercials you're hearing uh, on the radio are mine. I've done a lot of sales type uh, BDV, B2B videos for IBM. Uh, Did some Internet stuff for Marriott. I mean, I've done a lot of big brands, but I also really enjoy working with regional and local people. Um, And uh, We were talking before the show,
1: Dollywood is uh, one that you've you've done some uh, past uh, work with, which is over in, in my area. So that's pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. Dollywood. Love every moment. Those were, <laughs> I, mean, those yeah, were. I think
1: that that rings a bell.
0: <laughs> Does that sound familiar? That was oh, that was such. I was telling you that was just such a fun a fun one. And obviously, um, I hope to add Jeep to the list because mm-hmm. that's that's why you and I connected. Was talking yeah.
1: about
0: trying to market to get to them, and I'm not there. Yet, mm-hmm. yet being the qualif- qualifier there. So we're talking now about a marketing campaign that is in process.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that because that's really exciting. Um, I'm looking at your page and I was looking at some of the videos. Now, you were very intentional about this and in, in getting in front Absolutely. of them. And um, you were, uh, you've were you created a series of videos and you've also used some snail mail. So let's yep. talk about the uh, the campaign. Let's talk about what your goal has been. And of course, as you mentioned, you're still, this is still in the, in the works, but you know, with any big company, uh, like Jeep, you know, things don't happen overnight, of course, but this is pretty amazing what you've done. I'm just looking at your, um, your page and I know it's gotten some media attention in and of itself. If you would share a little bit about the start of the campaign, how you put this together and kind of what the whole goal was.
0: Sure. Sure. The way that I started it is when I was looking at what I wanted to do uh, around January, February of last year, where I wanted my business to grow, I decided that while it's not common, I really want to be the voice of three to five major brands. Mm -hmm. Everything from apps to advertisements, uh, in dealership announcements or in-store announcements to their Mm -hmm. internet videos. As a marketer, you understand that brands are so loyal to their Pantone colors, to their fonts, to Mm -hmm. where their logos are positioned. Why not their sound? Sound is really, really powerful. A good voice talent can sound empathetic, for that gala video where you're talking about where your company has donated, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, they can sound enthusiastic for the latest sale. They can. There's just a lot of different ways that a, a true professional voice talent can change their voice to suit the message. So when I was looking at big brands, I wanted to go after a brand that personally resonated with me because, as you know, in marketing, it's very personal. Uh, the the more authentic you can make it, the more likelihood, the more likely you are to succeed. Mm-hmm. I have loved Jeep ever since I was a kid, and my dad built his own Jeep. Uh, My husband, Brian, and I have owned Jeeps ever since we've been engaged. We have two. We're about to have three. Um, And before I ever created this campaign, I immersed myself in the brand, read everything I possibly could. And this is going to come into play when we start talking about the emails and the videos, even the snail mail. Um, I immersed myself. I did Google alerts on their top marketing executives. And words like jeep and advertising so that so i was getting articles and people would be quoted in those articles i'm learning more about the brand learning more about their personalities their marketing strategies and at the same time i'm getting the names of people to contact so the people that are quoted in these articles Mm -hmm. or have written these articles are all being added to my contact list and people uh the way we found them is we would look them up sometimes on linkedin Uh, Sometimes, uh, especially with FCA, uh, they have pretty common email addresses where if you can get their first and last name, you know, it's always followed by the same thing. Mm -hmm. So you can really find email addresses that way. Uh, We did buy a few email addresses. The best way we found it was my wonderful intern. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) By the way, if any of you are looking for a fashion marketing person, this girl's going to be amazing. Um, She dug so deep she found the top name at Jeep, the top guy, buried in responses to blog post. Somebody, I guess, had had a problem with the brand and said, you need to email so-and-so at such-and-such. And And that's how she found it. She gets an A for for that. We put all of those, and of course, uh, we also were looking up their street addresses, which are easier to find on, on various Google searches so that all of that was in place before we ever shot the first video or Mm -hmm. created the first piece of snail mail then because i had been so immersed in the brand when i hired um, and this is another thing i'd like to say i hired a company to do those videos for me i think that yes you know doing it on your iphone or your gopro is great and there's certainly a place for that but if I was going to be talking to a major brand about hiring my voice to advertise for them, I couldn't go cheap. It also shows my level of commitment and professionalism by doing this. Did it cost me money? Oh heck yeah, it cost me money. But um, I really do believe that there will be a return on that investment. So each of the videos addresses a need a possible concern or an opportunity with Jeep. So while it does, it is more I, 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 I than I like to do with my other marketing. It still is very personal and focused on, again, their need, whether there was an issue. Obviously, I'm a female that's a male-centric brand or or an opportunity that I saw. And a lot of the opportunity came from my marketing Research, I would use their ad slogans from years past and use that as a launching point for something new to why they should use. So, for example, the words go anywhere, do anything. Mm-hmm. I used that slogan in one of the videos saying, hey, this, this is the Jeep brand. Go anywhere, do anything. And so you know what? I, as a voice talent, inspired by that, am going anywhere and doing anything, doing something that no voice talent has ever done, standing here in front of a microphone in the middle of a field, telling you to please <laughs> use my voice. And then snail mail-wise, I drew my inspiration from vintage ads from mm. 40s, 50s, 60s. And oh, very 20, cool. Uh, I love that. To compliment the messages in the video, and a funny, uh, what my mom calls a happy accident, was that the day the first video hit their inboxes, my snail mail hit their snail mail inboxes. And within minutes, I had an email directly from one of the top executives at Jeep in their marketing, saying, holy cow, who are you and how did you do this? <laughs> so, <laughs> then they offered to, they asked my permission to share it with their affiliated agencies which was awesome you know ow twist my arm a little bit harder
1: yeah really (laughs) I,
0: i had a much less casual email from somebody even higher in the company with the brand who said wow we're very impressed with your pitch and we will put it in the hands of the people that need to see it
1: okay now Are let they, me before you go on, let me yeah. let me back up a second because I want to I want to uh, clarify. So s- strategically, you wanted them to get the email the, about the same time they received the snail mail piece. Is that correct?
0: I wanted it about the same time. had no idea it was going to hit the same day, oh, but wow, that, that was awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I mean, that's great great timing.
0: So you want to talk to just like. For us as marketers or small mm-hmm. business owners, certain things are more natural to us, right. whether it's emailing opposed to cold calling or uh, sending out a, a snail mail. So people also receive messages in a personal way differently. So that's why I wanted to hit them not only with the video, but also with the snail mail, because that may resonate more than a video would. Right. Somebody who may get a video in their email may ignore it, whereas yeah. they may open a snail mail. And I also wanted to say, as we're talking about snail mail, so there were 50 people on our target list. Mm-hmm. Many of them were sent to the same address at FCA headquarters in Auburn Hills, Michigan. So I did not send, even though it looked like a postcard, I did not send it as a postcard, because how was I supposed to know that somebody in the mail room wouldn't see 50 of these coming in and go, yeah. Nobody's getting this. Right. So I put it in an envelope. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it cost more, but again, worth it. Put it in an envelope, hand wrote the address. Actually, my intern did. Her handwriting is better. Hand wrote the address on the front and put my return address on the back so that they also weren't seeing the same return address in a stack of things. And obviously, it worked because it got to the guy who said, holy cow, who are you and how did you do this?
1: There's a lesson here, too, with the snail mail piece. You weren't simply sending out a a postcard or a mail piece that said, Hi, my name is Kelly Buttrick. Let me tell you about myself. And here's how great I am and what I'm doing. And let me tell you about me. And it was about them.
0: It was very much about them. And the front of it was a graphic. And we used different graphics. And I think most of them are on the website. I did four of them. Um, And funny story about one. I really loved a vintage ad called The Working Girl. And it was such a great ad. And it was basically describing the Jeep, you know, as a hard worker. And and I loved it and did a whole snail mail piece on it. And then my husband reminded me that working girl is also a definition for something else. <laughs> <laughs> so do your research and run it by people before that goes out. Right, um, unfortunately, right. that one did go out, but hopefully in the in the back of it. So the front of it was the graphic. Where we kind of echoed Mm -hmm. their imaging from their vintage. But the back of it was all about the power of the female voice, Mm -hmm. um, where I had drawn statistics on how people prefer the female voice in certain environments, including automotive. So basically, it was, again, addressing their it, it was all about them. And but it was addressing an issue because I thought that would be an issue. Jeep is a very male-centric brand, sure. So I needed to address that issue in a way that doesn't say, "Hey, I'm fabulous," but going, "Hey, maybe you should consider a female voice," and this is why. And went into the statistics.
1: I know a lot of females that l- drive Jeeps.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. A lot of us drive Jeeps, and that was actually again something I mentioned in in the videos. There are a lot of Jeep chicks out there. Yeah. a lot of us are out there, oh, and yeah. we love our Jeeps and. There was just an article in Ad Week, I think it was either Ad Week or Ad Age. And I actually called out Jeep and their agency of record in a, a Facebook tweet, I mean, post, post about it, that talks about these male centric brands that are now realizing that there is a huge female audience. And um, I think it's Fleshman and Hillard came out with a statistic that said something like two thirds of all consumer purchases will be made by women. Hello, big brands. Yeah. We're buying.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. What do you think? Is it a trust factor with the uh, with the female voice?
0: It's attributed uh, to a lot of things. Um, and again, it goes back to a lot of, to me anyway. Personal tone.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I am booked a lot as the voice of a mom. So, it, and when I do that, I usually soften my voice a little bit, add some smile, because mm-hmm. you're talking about kids, and so you can really make it personal and, and feeling intimate. Like, hey, we're just sitting around having a cup of coffee and we're talking about our kids and pampers Absolutely. and it's pretty awesome. Um, but you've also got a lot of the luxury brands where you drop your voice mm-hmm. and really flatten it out a little bit. And yeah. it makes the luxury brand feel a little bit sexy. And so the, one voice, yep, two totally different tones. To- yeah.
1: Duh. You couldn't use that tone with Dollywood. No,
0: no. <laughs> Dollywood was the warm mom sound. But you also have the trusted authority I do a lot of medical a lot of hospital oh yeah you're yeah. having to sound mm-hmm. professional but also warm and reassuring and that's a fine line
1: that's amazing so let's get back to the uh, the campaign so they uh, they got the snail mail they got the videos I want to get into the uh, videos real quick yeah how long as far as setting that up because you had a uh, obviously you said as you mentioned you had a company that that uh, you paid to have this done. I guess all of these were shot within one day. And how long did this take? And what was the what was the process like there?
0: Well, that's why you hire professionals. Um, uh, Matt, who I was working with on that, I've known him for a long time. He's also a client, uh, ended up emailing me back when I sent him all the shot list and said, this is going to cost you a fortune. We really <laughs> need to do this in one day, right. in one spot. And so we went out to a field And rather than being scripted, I am not an on-camera person, I've done it, uh, obviously, but it's not my forte, VO is my forte. And um, I I was really nervous, I'm not used to doing on-camera, I've done it, but uh, obviously I I spend my days in a four-by-five booth where nobody sees me, so (laughs) you you could really hear the pitchiness of my nervousness. Um, But the way he did the videos, was rather than being scripted, it mm-hmm. really sounded a lot more natural because he would ask me questions, mm. and then I'd be able to answer them. And we'd already talked about how we were going to answer them and the talking points. That really helped. And so when the videos were done, we also, uh, Edwin came back and shot some B-roll with a GoPro. That's where a lot of the kind of action shots come from. Right. And we still used the voiceover from standing out in the middle of the field, which is why there are some audio issues in the video, which bugs me, but it is what it is. We did the B-roll, we put these together. The way that the email and videos worked was pretty awesome. We sent an email, it had a very short, clever sentence. Something like, Jeep meet Kelly, Kelly dot dot dot, well she already knows Jeep. You know, find out in 60 seconds how, or how well, or something like that. And you click the video, and the videos lived, each of them have, their own URL that lives on my website. So when they clicked the video, it would Mm. immediately take them to my website, which was awesome because right up there at the top is my menu of demos, specialties, testimonials, contact. Everything is up there. So whenever you click on one of those KB for Jeep videos, um, whenever it came in the emails, it would take them directly. Then I put all of the videos on one page, which are now on kb4jeep.com. So when I'm on social media, I can either post the entire set of videos and the whole story, kb4jeep.com, or I can still post one at a time. And then on each of those pages is another button that will take you to the whole story.
1: How many uh, total uh, videos did you guys? So there
0: were eight videos and I am actually in process of shooting some more. Um, I'm really excited about them. If we can get the audio, I'm really worried about the audio. Um, But we're doing one called, and you're the first person I've told about this other than the people helping me with it, Mm -hmm. called Jeep Hair We Care. Jeep Hair Don't Care is a very popular Jeep adage. And because I would get a lot of responses when I would post about Jeep hair or post some silly picture of me coming back from a session with Jeep hair all over the place, now I'm going to put people in my Jeep, mic them up, and we're going to talk for maybe 30 to 60 seconds about what they care about. So it's still a nice way to get it out there, but it's not about me. It's about other you know, other fun Jeep things, being out there, being getting your hair all blown all over the place. But it's about these charities that we're going to promote in these 30 to 45 second pieces.
1: Most of the, the original videos that you posted, these weren't promoted through the snail mail, but rather through the email campaign right. first.
0: They were done through the email campaign first. And none of this was public. So I did this in July. None okay. of it was public. Because I didn't want to irritate them or force their hand or feel like their hand was being forced. Right. So I didn't go public with this until they went public with their My Jeep Story campaign. So these were going directly to them.
1: But no one else could view these no. on like, these weren't on like YouTube no. or anything like that. No, so not these, at all. these were a private location that they could see these. Okay.
0: Private location that only they could see. And even now I only have one of them on YouTube because mm-hmm. the goal with this marketing effort Obviously, I want a voice for Jeep. I I wouldn't have done all this if it wasn't for them. Right. But I would love to interest maybe some of those other brands that could fill out my three to five brand goal. Mm -hmm. So driving people to the website is essential. So that's why everything is not living on Vimeo or YouTube. Now, the Jeep hair we care probably will uh, because it's more casual. It's not professionally done. You know, they're just going to be kind of these fun little GoPro things. But that is why they were very that was very intentional. To, to shoot them to my website. I wanted them to see at my website, the G people. I wanted them to see the big brands I'd voiced for. I wanted them to hear my demos, that I wasn't some whack job, you know, person out there who just was some brand fanatic who just also happened to have a mic I could plug into a laptop and call myself a voice talent. <laughs> right. I, you know, I I have the credibility to support a national brand and, and a good way for me to tell that story without shoving it in their faces was to host these on my website.
1: I love that. And the we care videos again, those are I, I would say those benefit them in every way. Um oh, yeah. you know, making those public because it's getting more attention to their brand.
0: This is more of a social media thing. It's a it's a soft thing. I the Jeep community is an extremely caring group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, just today I was, I was asking people on Twitter for Jeep waves and I have had the most delightful conversations with, with the, with the people in the Jeep community about their Jeep waves and about their Jeep and how much they love it. And you'll have people on social media going, Hey, I'm stuck up on Trey mountain. Can somebody help me? Mm -hmm. And somebody else going, Oh, I'm up there now. Let me come down and winch you out. And, it's a great group of people. And so by talking about, um, by affiliating Jeep and something kind of silly, the Jeep Air Don't Care, with something personal and, and telling great stories, the first one we're going to do is about a dog park. Put a bunch of dogs, like my dogs and my neighbor's dogs, and to stick them all in the car and do it. I'm also going to talk about, uh, I'm going to interview my father-in-law who drives disabled veterans to medical appointments That's once, once cool. a week. That's cool. I love that. And then as far as snail mail, um, as you and I were talking earlier, I continued to put personal snail mail out there, um, just simple little cards to say congratulations or commenting on, wow, I really liked your quote in such and such an article to various people that I would be reading about at their ad agencies and at Jeep in general. Mm -hmm. Again, relationship building.
1: You mentioned earlier, these are mainly cards. These aren't, you're not putting, you know, lengthy direct mail letters or anything like that. No, 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 no. no. I didn't send one letter.
0: Cards. Not one letter. Cards. Subtly branded, um, like on the back where Hallmark would normally be, I have my little logo and underneath it very, very small is kbvoiceovers.com. That also prevents you having to put a a business card in the card, which to me is kind of cheesy because it takes away the sincere congratulations when you're going – you open it up, and the first thing that falls out is it's your the business, business card.
1: card. And so people and then automatically- And you're
0: looking at it going, <laughs> congratulations, or I really admire you. are going, really? Okay. Right. <laughs> well, thanks for sending me this card that just dropped in my lap that I had right. to bend over to get after a big lunch. That's hard. Right, right. Uh, so I would rather subtly brand it uh, my cards. And please, nobody steal this idea because I, I, I'm so excited about it. My cards, and I have a series of them, is a picture of an audio file. And at the bottom is what it's saying thank you, congratulations, hello. Mm -hmm. And when you open it up, very, very small type at the bottom, thank you, voiced by Kelly Buttrick. So it immediately tells people what I do. I'm a voice talent, I do something with audio. At the bottom, voiced by Kelly Buttrick, that tells you exactly what I do. And then at the bot back, that little Hallmark thing. And I always make sure that I write big, so they do have to turn it over. It's there, but it's not in your face going, book me to voice for Jeep.
1: Uh, Outside of Jeep, have you used this marketing campaign for any other? Okay.
0: Now, not to, not to this, I haven't made videos and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, gone all out like I've done for Jeep. Nobody's ever done that before in my industry. Um, But I am, my key to to my success when people ask, and I get other boys talent that will call and ask me about it, and I'm not a coach or a consultant or anything. I'm always happy to say it and and share that, is relationship building. So it's got to be personal. So yes, there is a place for branded tchotchkes being sent out or newsletters or that kind of thing. There is a place for that. But to me, my biggest successes have come from making it personal. Any cold email I send is not a mass email. It is after I've done the research on the studio or the agent or the brand that I'm trying to connect with. And I've done my research, and I usually start off my email saying, hey, visited your website. In fact, I even think I did it with you. Visited your website, really liked such and such that I read there. Or this really resonates. Mm -hmm. I like what you said about that. Or this particular project is really awesome. I love the voiceover on it. Whoever you used was just perfect. Right. By the way, I am a voiceover talent. I'd love to work with somebody who does the the kind of work that you do. Um and then that's kind of it. It but it's got to be about them.
1: First and foremost. At the Absolutely.
0: Beginning. And you're gonna throw it away if you go, "Hi, my name is Kelly Betrick and I am a voice talent and I have voiced for blah, blah 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 and I have trained with so and so and so and so." And
1: I I I cares? yeah, exactly.
0: Who cares? like you said yeah. what's in it for me
1: right you know it's funny i was i was i mentioned this book at the beginning of the uh of the of our interview how to get a meeting with anyone that uh, that i've been reading and the the author actually is a he's a a cartoonist for the wall street journal and oh, cool. what he does is he sends out uh custom uh cartoons that he draws that will uh, to these, you know, to CEOs and and people that he wants to get a meeting with, you know. So they'll, it's not just a, it's not, a, yeah, it's not just a, um, you know, a standard, you know, thing. But he'll use the person's or the CEO's name or their company within the cartoon. Uh, caption, you know, underneath the cartoon and something specific to their company. So it is, you know, every cartoon is tailored to to that need, and so that's what it's not a stock, just some stock cartoon that he's pulled out of his uh, portfolio and sent out. He tailors. I love it. To it. Yeah. Oh so, my
0: gosh, and I I want one of those. <laughs> that's really cool.
1: Absolutely, and you, it's an attention you open getter. That
0: and appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's an attention getter. You know, he tries to tailor the cartoon to something related to their company. So. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of like what you know. It's very similar to what you're doing in your yeah. tailored approach to mention something where they're in the news or something that they need to be congratulated for. Tailor your message to the company. So,
0: absolutely. And along those lines, it's okay to get for at least for me. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I do, uh, which is not necessarily done in our industry, is a lot of times people are saying you've got to be professional. Don't get personal. I am personal and I treat my clients like I would my friends. So when they friend me on social media, I, I friend them back. And if I notice that they just had a baby, I'll send a gift. Or if they just got married, congratulations. Or, you know, it's, it's okay. It shows that you care
1: and that's important
0: care about them. And I do, but as you and I were talking about earlier, it has to be genuine. You can't, if you start getting all awkward and weird and it's not genuine, it's just going to be weird and awkward and, and, and just blow up in your face. So you can't be fake about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a really fine line. You have to genuinely care about your clients. One voice talent of when I first started and uh, Bob Sauer, he's wonderful, just such a great guy anyway, and he's extremely talented. And I was just starting out and all these people are saying, you have to have contracts and you need to set up at this and make sure you're professional and never, never, never get personal, never affiliate with them on social media. And Bob Sauer got up in this, this seminar I was at and he said, I love my clients. I almost jumped up and hugged him because it totally changed my mindset. It gave me permission to be myself and love my clients as well.
1: That saying people do business with those who they know. The last two are real important. Like and trust, like and trust. Yes. I've got to like you and I've got to trust you. And part of that is by the way you present yourself is tailoring your message to my needs immediately, um, so that's so important in marketing, you know, because I, I think we were talking about beforehand, you know, everybody's on the brand, uh, all about my personal yes. brand. How's my personal yes. brand look? How does my image look? How does my logo or how does my website look? And 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 they're so focused on the wrong things. You know, those things are great, but yeah, if if you're if you focus on those to the extent that you're not doing anything out there in your business to get the word out and to be intentional and and create marketing campaigns, then all of these other things that you're talking about, your brand, don't mean anything because no one is paying attention to your brand. <laughs> you they know?
0: don't. My first website. So my website when I did that national campaign for Toys R Us was one that I built in iWeb on my laptop with my neighbor, Holly Williams, using a piece of clip art from Microsoft Word like 1999. (laughs) So it's not about the brand. Nope. It was about being able to deliver what the client wanted. Mm -hmm. Uh, The person who booked me, you know, making sure that I turned in that audition on time, making sure that I actually paid attention to the specs that were given. And every time we got into session, it was, I mean, you can read them um, and it was not a, it wasn't a, hey, let's chat kind of session. It was a get in. We'd be in there for four hours at a time cranking these things out. So it's a matter of getting it in, getting it done, making sure that they knew they could trust and depend on me to get it done and get it done efficiently. And that's why I kept, that's why I got the whole campaign. I voiced for them for an entire year. Rare. Oh, in yeah. the voiceover industry. So that had nothing to do with the fact that I had a weird looking website, a very simple, basic Website, and so when people go to my website now, I'm not trying to sound like a hypocrite. There is time, there is a time and a place for branding and for that kind of marketing, but yet that's just not the most important part. Mm-mm. The most important part is getting out there and planting the seeds that will grow into work. Yeah. This is not marketing; is not a sprint. It is a marathon, and people get frustrated. Well, I sent out a bunch of postcards with a link to my website, or I sent out a bunch of, you know, yeah demos to, to a bunch of agents and nobody's gotten back to me. So stop it. This is, it's not a sprint (laughs) that, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. It's a marathon. And in doing that, you have to reach those water stations and touch them again in a different way. Right. That's why I did video and snail, but you've got to touch them again. You got to stay top of mind in a really sincere, genuine way. And that's how you're nurturing those seeds that you've planted. I'm seeing the the results of those now five years later.
1: Absolutely, that I
0: was planting when I just started with my cruddy website.
1: With a cruddy, yeah, exactly, yeah. And you mentioned something important. You know, people ask you, well, you know, I send out these postcards with links back to my site. You know, well, maybe uh, sending out a bunch of postcards that all say the same thing with links back to your site is not the way to go.
0: (laughs) No, it's not. It, I just there's a place for those things, but nah.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you're mailing out to the consumer, but if you're trying to target, in, in your case, you know, not all direct mails the same. If you're if you're targeting a high end client, things have to change. I mean, you have to be very uh, specific and tailored. Your message has to be completely tailored to their needs. And, um, and it's completely different than sending out like a consumer, a b- B2C, you know, b- you know, consumer message where you're dropping exactly. 20,000, you know, postcards in the mail and hoping for maybe a half a percent return on that. So, um, and yeah. And people
0: don't think that way. And, and so you think about how much money. And, and I've asked people this when they talk about, oh, are you going to go to this conference or I think I'm going to go to this conference. I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do that. yeah And I always ask them, I say, okay, so stop for a minute. Where are you in your marketing? Mm-hmm. So you've already, if you already have a great demo and, a, and a, a website that plays that demo and has your con, your contact information, are you better off spending almost a thousand dollars to get to a conference, to go to a conference, to work on your craft, which is all good. It's all mm-hmm. good things. What if you took that thousand dollars and put it into something really good as far as marketing? Yeah. What if you did something really unique and wonderful? And and then they have to stop and think about it. And or what if you took your time that you're going to be there? And instead of doing that, you spent an entire weekend prospecting and researching those prospects or looking through your old clients and saying, wow, I really like to work with that person. Let me go on LinkedIn and see if I can find them. Then let me go to their website where they're working now and look at some of their work. And then I'm going to send them a note or an email or something in the mail that just says, hey, congratulations on your new job with such and such company. It was so great to work with you when you were with so-and-so. Really like what you've done with your new company. It'd be great to work with you again. I think your time is much better spent that way.
1: It is. All that all the time and the research that goes into learning more about them so that you can tailor your message is, is time invested and well spent because there'll be a much better return on that than sending out just something that you think they need to hear or that you want them to hear about you. So
0: like you said, that's how you get in to the CEO. And I have met with one of the people from Jeep who sent me an email because we got into a a friendship on a, on a personal level. We have a lot of things in common A just really cool person. Um, So, you know, but I got that meeting Mm -hmm. not because I wanted to meet them. And, you know, we ended up not even going to the Jeep headquarters. He met my husband and I out for dinner. So, it, you know, it was worked out great, but you've got to, you've really got to make it personal. There yeah. are times and places for those other things there are. And I don't want to make anybody feel bad because that's what they're doing. Cause there are, there is, there are places for that, but you also have to make it personal to you.
1: Right. Where are
0: you in your career? Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's time and to me, it's always time to be marketing. You always need to make time to be marketing. And yeah. one of my big, uh, soap boxes in my industry is make sure everybody, you know, knows what you do, but in a non-cheesy way. So you don't want to come up and go, hey, I'm Kelly, I'm a voice talent. But <laughs> you could say, you know, you're asking somebody about themselves because you're genuinely interested in them as you're standing backstage at your kids' play. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, well, I work for UGA, and I do this, that, and the other. And then, of course, they're going to ask you what you do. So you say it and drop it. No elevator speech, don't, bleh, that's so rehearsed. I do, with what I do, it's so unique. Well, I, I, I'm a voice talent. So what, what is it your son does, blah, blah, blah? Wait, a voice talent? What is that? Tell them what it is, and then go back to your conversation. And it's amazing how many of those conversations have come back to me, that people have come back. I booked a job with the Terry College of Business from that very example. And sometimes what's funny is one of the first things people ask is, well, do a voice, because they think that everybody does voiceover, does cartoons or video games. And I specialize (laughs) in the real person read. So I kind of have to laugh and say, I am doing my voice. Yeah, they're <laughs>
1: expecting a an impersonation of some sort.
0: And I do, you know, I do some characters, but that's not what I specialize in. Right. I, I recently did a video game um kind of funny where I got in and they said, "Oh, we didn't tell you she was southern." And I went, "Oh no, because I'm from Michigan. I'm not from the south." <laughs> so, it was like, "Okay, let's uh let's make this work." And uh, it was really fun. I got yeah. to get my uh, Yosemite Sam on, but um <laughs> You know, it's a matter of if you do something interesting like voiceover, you don't have to say anything else. If you manufacture houseboats, Mm -hmm. people are going to remember that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because what you do is in a sense unique that people don't hear about it all the time. And right. so it's when you, you when you say that that is memorable. On the other hand, you knowing that you know you've been in this profession, you know there's a lot of competition out there in this yes. industry. And it's it's funny because we were talking, I think probably before the interview, because you said there's so many people in your profession that really don't know how to market, and they don't like to market. They they really are looking to you know they'll get on these a lot of these uh, I guess job sites or these gig sites that they can put themselves out there in front of but they're not really it's not really an intentional approach to marketing where they're really taking action and and doing a lot of the things that you're doing every day they they really don't put those things into practice
0: No they don't and and you know how I differentiate myself there's a lot of women who sound like me there's mm-hmm. a lot of women who sound better than me right who are in this industry um and the way I differentiate myself is through how how I build these relationships right as you and I were talking earlier uh there was an event where we were asking questions of someone who books voice talent not a coach you know not an agent but a but a creative director who actually is the one who listens to the auditions and picks one and in general you slate either before or after Kelly Betrick and whoever your agency is so we asked him what if you have two voices that sound exactly the same who do you work with and just like you were saying earlier he said, "I work with people I like, <laughs> right. so be likable." Right. And 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 part of that just goes back to the relationship building. The best way to be likable, people love to talk about themselves, and they love people who are interested in what they're interested in. Yeah. And so, every single word that is put in front of my vo- my mouth, all day, has been thought about
1: mm-hmm.
0: and intentionally put there. So I, when I'm dealing with that client, I need to treat those words with respect I need to treat that client with respect and and be nice and I mean obviously I'm not a diva talent I hope I've certainly given that impression that I'm not um but yeah there's people that will come in there's voice talent I've heard stories that will come in and and add their own words oh wow or or say I don't like the way this reads Uh which is you know you got to play that one by ear but yeah start off doing exactly like they're telling you to do I mean listen to that's again that's how I differentiate myself. I listen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know you can't see it from this podcast because I'm talking your ear off, but I actually listen to my clients. Well, sessions. yeah,
1: no, I can tell from your marketing that you you pay attention to to what they you know to what they do, and that's important because, uh, like you said, liking liking is building. Uh, one of the way you get people to like you is by paying attention and to listening and yes. putting them first. I'm curious, is there a difference between, we hear voiceover artist and then we hear voice actors. Is there a <laughs> difference between the two? <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, let me step onto my soapbox. Because uh, <laughs> drives me nuts.
1: Because um, when you you mentioned diva earlier, I think voice actor. is when I said when I hear when yes. I hear that word, so I don't know. Maybe now
0: you notice in our emails, not once did I call myself a voice actor. <laughs> now I have it on my website because my SEO guys tell me I have to call myself all these different things in right. various parts of my website. Oh yeah, yeah. So my personal take on it is. Yes. I mean, are we we all voice actors? Yes. And it sounds really cool. But when I think voice actor, I'm personally thinking animation or video games or character type stuff. So for me personally, I like to call myself a voiceover talent. Mm -hmm. The other thing is voiceover. You'll see it a million different ways. One word, one word hyphenated voice dash over or voice separate over. Mm -hmm. Well, my big campaign within my industry, not that I've launched it, but I do kind of make snarky comments within our social media groups. Voiceover is one word, people. It is a noun. <laughs> okay. So the little hyphen is something you use to qualify what's coming after it. Mm-hmm. So my attitude is voiceover is a noun. It should be one word. The other thing is when you Google search two words, voice over, it comes up voiceover IP right so let's get it together (laughs) vo community and call ourselves voiceover one word if you want to call yourself an artist a voiceover actor voiceover Uh talent but that's all up to you um and there's a guy who is just wonderful oh he's such a great talent and his name is philip banks he calls himself a voiceoverist
1: a voiceoverist is that a real word i like that
0: too i don't know it's his word it's a word now (laughs) your listeners now think it's a word that's right um But, yeah, Philip Banks uses the word voiceoverist, and I don't know the story behind it. I know there is one, um, but I I don't know it. But I love that. I love voiceoverist. And I actually wrote a little blog on it because it is something I just find so frustrating. Uh, How are we supposed to market ourselves when nobody knows what we call ourselves?
1: Well, Kelly, this has been fantastic, and I really do appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you. This was so fun. Yeah, it is. It's fun. It's fun to hear your story, and people can find out more by going to kbvoiceovers.com. And uh, finding more about uh, Kelly, she's got some demos on, the, uh, on her website, testimonials. You can look at some of the clients that she's worked with. You can even see some of the, um, uh, I guess they can find some of the videos uh, that were. The talking. videos
0: that you can find, um, they're actually, and they haven't added it to my site yet, though I've asked them to, they just haven't had time. Okay. If you what lives on my site, the whole story, the whole KB4 Jeep story, is found on KB the number four Jeep. Dot com. KB the number four Jeep.com. And if you go there, the entire campaign is laid out. It's all there. And then you if you want to play around and look at the other stuff, that's great. And hey Jeep, if you're listening, I'd love to voice for you. Hey, big brands, <laughs> if you're listening, I'd love to voice for you. Absolutely. There's nothing subtle about that. No. That'd be great. It's Jonathan, like... you're so kind to have me on. And and, and oh. thank you for this. I hope that people get the message that it's about relationships, it's about thinking out of the box. It's about really in investing time in your target and knowing who you're talking to.
1: No doubt about it. And I can tell you from personal experience, uh, being someone that's podcasted for years, uh, when I first got started podcasting, I went out there looking for a voiceover person for intros and thought, "Eh," you know, I get on one of these sites, hire someone (laughs) for, you know, 20 bucks and, you know, do a great... Wow. And I learned that <laughs> you get what you pay for. And you're right. Yep. When we're talking about earlier, some of these people that are charging, you know, 20 bucks for a uh, voiceover or 20 to even 50 bucks, what you get back is just, I was amazed. I was like, I can't use this. You know, I'm just, this is, yeah. this is awful. And because it sounded like they were using a um Sound like they were using a a headset microphone, maybe a USB headset mic, and yes, and uh, shoved into their
0: laptop. Their right, mixer. right,
1: and and, and that's the, okay
0: the, if people know that. And everybody's got to start somewhere. Sure. I get it. Right, and and to plays are great places to start, and build clientele. But the client, from the client side, like I said, I mean, as, as you experienced firsthand, mm-hmm. you get what you pay for. And I'm not trying to down anybody who does the $20 thing. I'll get a bunch of hate, you know, emails and pings <laughs> on my you know, social. I'm not downing it. If that works for you, that's awesome. And it's not my place to say, you know, to right. tell you how to do your business. Right. But if you're a client, you go, go ahead, try it on Fiverr.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and then come talk to yeah, me. Yeah, come talk to me.
0: <laughs> you know, that sounds really stuck up. It's, oh, <laughs> shoot. I wish I could take that back. Because I'm not that way. No, um, I don't
1: get that impression. I don't get that impression. Okay, good, about.
0: good. Because I, you know, I really do. That's one of the things I enjoy most, especially when I'm working with a local or a regional client. I love working with people who have never worked with a voice talent before mm-hmm. because it's so fun to kind of clear up some of the mystery of it. Sure. And it, they, it's so funny. They always, when they want me to do something different, they always start with, I'm sorry, but can you just one more? And I always have to say, stop, you're the boss of me. I'm the voice puppet. Y'all do whatever you tell me to do. No apologies necessary. This is my job. Right. And it's so much fun to, to see them kind of relax and get into it and, and get me to sound like the voice that they heard in their head mm. when they were writing it.
1: That's awesome. Well, Kelly, thanks so much again for joining me today. It's been fun. I really enjoyed uh, talking with you. I look forward to uh, getting this out to our listeners. And uh, again, people can find out more by going to kbvoiceovers.com, finding more about Kelly. Thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, look forward to staying in touch and have a great weekend.
0: You too. Thank you so much.